Uh, hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, episode 41 for March 30th, 2018. I uh, hope your week's been alright, I hope you've been having a good one. Um, I apologise for not putting out a podcast last week, but I feel like I have a pretty reasonable excuse. <laughs> um, the... All last week and to the middle of this week, I was um, house slash dog sitting at uh, my aunt and uncle's house, just because my that side of my family went on a cruise together, and they needed someone to look after their dog, and I love their dog, little golden, well not so little, full grown golden labby, but she just behaves like an absolute sweetheart, so I was just like, 100%, I will look after this dog, and just... Before I knew it, it was a bit too late for me to uh, come back home and quickly record a podcast. Just, yeah, just the week was just, it was a it was a different week. Like, not in a bad way or anything, but it just kind of threw me out of rhythm. And then by the time I realized I forgot to record a podcast, it had been like, uh, it had been too long for me to, longer than I like to leave it. So I thought I'll just leave it here, then I'll make up, try to make up for it next week with... Hopefully a bit more content than I'd like, than normal, you know? That'd be ideal anyway. So yeah, that was really cool, because, uh... Um... That side of my family, like, my aunt and uncle have... They've got a really nice house, so it kind of gave me the idea of, like, what it'll... What it's like to be... To kind of, like... Not that my house is bad or anything, don't get me wrong, but, like... Uh it gave me an idea of what it's like to live in a big spacious kind of open house and I really feel like I'll gravitate towards that a bit more as time goes on just I don't know I like the feel of something being a bit open I think but at the same time I hate the idea of everyone being able to see what I'm doing from every spot in in a like in a house so I don't know I flip and flop a little bit on how I feel about architecture which is probably a good thing that like that I'm not a fucking architect then like I don't know I sometimes get a little bit into houses and then sometimes I don't it's like one of those things that it's easy to go down the rabbit hole on you're like what do I like what do I not like and then you just like get these super unrealistic standards and you're like it has to be fucking penthouse quality but I'm not paying a cent over two hundred thousand dollars and it's like, bro, it does not work that way, unfortunately. Ah, oh, well. <sighs> Fucking, why am I talking about the housing market? <laughs> um, But yeah, their house is great. And it gave me like a really cool feeling what it's like to just fucking live in a really big area more than anything else and just kind of have a leg of the land. And it's in, and they live in a, different town to me about 10-15 minutes away from here and I've never lived in that town before in my life despite it being so close so it was kind of interesting to get a feel of what it's like just to live in that town in general like if there's a kind of different vibe just when you like just there I guess which there kind of was I guess it was just a bit more quiet but that's just probably their street <laughs> but yeah that dog is the best man like i've known that dog since she was a puppy though so like 
she's kind of grown up around me and I've kind of grown up around her. So she absolutely loves me and I absolutely love her. And she's probably the most wholesome dog I've ever met in my whole life. Which is interesting because one of my friends also has a golden Labrador who I believe he's also mixed partly with Kelpie as well. But he's also such a sweet dog as well. Who I actually used to dog sit him every now and then as well, which was nice. Um, but it's just, I don't know, Labradors are very wholesome dogs. <laughs> and especially just because um, she's about eight years old, seven or eight years old. So, like, you know, she's not an old dog or anything, but she's definitely not um, hyper. She's not a hyper dog. So when you get home, she's excited and you're like, you get, you know, you get, you like come in you're like, hey girl, and like you hug her and everything. And then five minutes later, she's like, all right, cool. I know you're here. I'm going to go and do my own thing. Almost like a cat. <laughs> uh, fucking love cats. And I love dogs. I fucking love animals. And I don't know how many cats I'm going to have in the future, but I feel like it's going to be a lot. I was actually thinking about it today that like, I think I like the idea of having cats more than dogs at the moment in the sense of like, I love dogs and everything. I've always had dogs, but I think I like the idea of having cats a bit more at the moment just because they can kind of go do their own thing if they want to. They're not constantly relying on you for the attention and all that. They can, they can entertain themselves for the most part. They can be a, I don't want to say self-sufficient, that's not the right word, but they're just kind of happy to do their own thing. Where, And it's not a bad thing when dogs are like this, but like, you know, sometimes if you're like, oh, I need to go out for an hour or two, or I need to go out for most of the day, you can leave a cat inside and they're not really going to care, but you leave a dog inside for, let's say, 10 hours and they're going to, they have a terrible time, like, not probably not a terrible time, but they really don't like it. Whereas, cat fucking relishes the time. Bloody antisocial facts. Um. Yeah. So the first week was really cool. I didn't get up to too much during that week, just because I was on afternoon shift. So finishing up at midnight, I couldn't really do too much socially or anything. But having that Friday off is an absolute game changer. So good. And that Friday, I actually went with my friend Ripley to go see Adelaide United uh, play against the Newcastle Jets. And even though, like, I 100% have not gone to enough A-League games this season, but it was the best A-League game I've gone to this season. Uh, For anyone that didn't watch the match, um, Adelaide, who I think they were in sixth on the ladder. So the A-League ladder, there's 10 teams in the league. And I believe Adelaide were sixth on the ladder and Newcastle are second on the ladder. And they still are. And Newcastle have just been doing very well this season. And I was talking to Ripley on the way down and I basically said, look, I'll be super happy if we can get a draw out of them. This team has been ridiculous this season. Like, I'm... It's they're lucky, like Sydney are lucky they're doing so well, otherwise Newcastle were going to run away with the competition. And that night, Adelaide 
beat Newcastle 5-2. So, I didn't expect that many goals. It's not often you go to a game and you get seven goals. And all of the Adelaide goals were really quite spectacular. Um, there was one from one of the players named Johan Absalonsson. It's a very Danish name. Um, he shot like from an area that he had no business shooting from, and it went in. And I was just like dumbfounded. I just stood up, hands on my head, mouth open. Just it was like a movie. Couldn't do shit. I was genuinely speechless. It was a, and I was very uh, lucky to witness it. And then um, uh, on the Saturday, I had a friend over, which was nice. And um, oh, I don't know if I should talk about it so much. So, but yeah, I told um, yeah, I had the I girl come over and I told her how I feel about her, and she said the same thing back to me. Like she feels the same about me, and I just had a really good night. It was like. It was just really nice to just have that. It's really nice to kind of have a connection with someone and just, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say that without sounding like you're overstepping your boundaries, but like, it's nice. I don't know. I don't know how to speak about things like this, but I just thought I might as well throw that in there because that was a, probably my highlight of my week right there. Actually having the courage to say it, it was nice. And then to have it said back to you is really nice. And... Yeah, it's a very exciting situation, and um, it's really perked me up, I should say. Um, what the hell did I do on Sunday? I could swear I did something on Sunday. Oh, one thing I did do a lot of on the weekend. Um, I got put onto the Call of Duty Modern Warf Modern Warfare. Sorry. <laughs> Call of Duty World War 2. I got put onto a game mode in that called Prop Hunt. Um, which I would argue is more fun than like the traditional style gameplay of Call of Duty where it's team against team and it's just like team deathmatch. That's cool and everything, don't get me wrong, but I feel as if it's been done quite a bit. So you kind of expect that. So when you have something kind of new and refreshing come in, and then it's so well, like, and it's executed so well that it kind of just helps break the mold a bit. Um, it's like I was talking, I've said it to a couple people actually, um, that I, uh, like, Ripley and I were watching this thing about what the people who made the Witcher games, CG, CD Project Red, I think their name is, the new game they're going to make. Um, they had someone ask about their multiplayer and they asked, will there be a Battle Royale mode? Because games like PUBG and Fortnite have just been, you know, cultural phenomenons in a way. Well, I think that's kind of overstepping it, but like gaming phenomenons, I should say. And it kind of hit me then that I was like, oh, that's kind of going to become the new thing. Like people are going to expect battle royale modes in games now it's gonna be like back in the day is this movie in color like of course it is it's just gonna have stuff like that so that's interesting to see something taking a step in a different direction in a direction that i wouldn't have expected and it'll 
it makes me curious as to what these other companies are going to do with those particular types of game modes if they include it. Um, hang on. I'm going to p- click my list. <laughs> oh, shit. Minimize my recording program. I've bloody done it now, haven't I? Um, I think I'm officially used to rotating shift work, though, which is nice, rotating between day shift and afternoon shift. So, once I kind of get into a rhythm with it, it's not that hard. It's just, when you start later in the day, it's quite easy to sleep significantly later in the day, and you just wake up, and you just kind of fucky, to put it nicely. Everything's just kind of fucked up, and he's like, uh trying to swing into gear and it's like in the afternoon like if you wake up because you start in the afternoon sometimes you'll wake up in the afternoon and it's just everything just feels a little bit out of whack it's like I, this it almost goes against like the lizard brain in your head like the primal side of your head that's like i'm meant to be coming up with the sun like i did that once um it made me really realize uh years ago i had this realization uh i think i was maybe 16 or 17 some friends and i that i went the when we were in high school went camping together and we went to this place called burrow which there's nothing there so don't go there <laughs> um and we went there and like we set up camp like tents and had a camping setup thing and like the idea was just to have a few drinks and everything just kind of get away from it all for the school holidays i guess um, but cause you're out, we were outside the whole time. We really got into the, even in the very short amount of time we were there, we really got into the rhythm of sleeping and waking with nature, which was interesting. Cause I hadn't real like, I always assumed it was true, you know, when you'd hear stuff like that, but you know, I was a dumb teenager, like 16, 17. It's like, well, oh, that's. That doesn't apply to me, does it? But, yeah, it really surprised me how early I would actually sleep being, you know, not in front, like, not around a bunch of screens or anything or, like, just having nature around me. No other kind of, not distractions, but no other kind of stimulus. And then coming up, you know, waking up at, like, 5.30, whenever the sun starts to rise at that whatever time it was. Yeah, that's when I had that realization. And ever since then, I um, have always had that in mind. Like, because I'm trying to get better at recovering. Because, you know, I basically, to put it nice, like, not to sound vain or anything, but I want to be an athlete. Like, not like... You know, I'm not going to claim that I should get paid to do any kind of sport or anything. Don't get me wrong. But I want to be athletic, I should say. And, you know, a big part of being athletic is defined by how well you can recover. And it's really interesting reading methods of recovery. Like, there's this guy named Ben Greenfield who, he goes a bit overboard for my liking. But, you know, this guy's whole career is finding out stuff about, like, recovery and training and just nutrition and everything. He does some crazy shit. So, he's been on Rogan as well, and he's got his own YouTube channel. So, if you type in Ben Greenfield, exactly how you think it's spelt, fitness, he does some interesting stuff. 
Like, following him on Instagram is interesting, too, just to get some perspective as to what he does. Um, Because he's doing, like, that carnivore diet at the moment that's been a bit of a fad just to try it out. It's always interesting. Like, I do like when you have these health guys that rather than just shooting down something because they don't think it has any benefits... I do like the fact that you often, in this day and age, and it probably happened back in the day, but I just feel like I didn't hear about it as much. Whereas in the past, like, two, three years, I feel like there's significantly more people, and it's probably just because I follow more people like this on social media. Um, There's more people that seem to actually try these new methods that are coming out and report how well it works for them. And then some people are like, well, it's worked for me, so that's a lifestyle change that I'm going to make and adjust to it. Like, that carnivore diet is... Oh, it's probably... Like, the ketogenic diet, sorry. Misspoke. Um, That's a thing that, you know, you hear about some people experimenting with and then it really works for them and they stick with it. And that just becomes something that benefits their health. Whereas, you know, it's not... It might not benefit someone else, but if it works for them, it works for them. And if they can stay healthy with it, that's perfect. Um, it was interesting, uh, just to go on about food. <laughs> um, today, or early today, because we were leading into the Easter long weekend, which will start today... Um, one of my bosses at work was walking around with like hot cross buns, just handing them out. And it kind of gave me a bit more of an idea as to the community vibe you kind of get when you eat food together as a group, like how it's very much a community oriented thing, I suppose, like in a workplace in particular, because at my old job, we had these computers in our break room that were kind of sectioned off from everyone. So every lunchtime I just sit there just fucking eat my lunch, just tune out because I didn't like that job and then just watch, like catch up to what whatever I was watching on YouTube or just... Sorry, I heard, thought I heard a noise. Scared the shit out of me. Um, And catch up on YouTube or, you know, distract myself somehow on the internet. Um, Whereas, yeah, I just kind of chill out and chat with the people at work and all that and just kind of shoot the shit, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, so what was I saying before? Oh yeah, Ben Greenfield. Um, I think I said all I have to say about that, actually. But yeah, it gives me some cool ideas. And just seeing just ways that these guys cook is really interesting. Because, like, I'm trying to get into more cooking. And just seeing kind of healthier ways to do different things. Like, how, like, how people use, you know, you some people will melt butter or something in a pan to cook with it. Or, like, coconut oil or something. I found out that hump fat from camel's humps is a thing that people cook with. I had no idea. It really weirded me out. But, you know, I guess if you can cook with it, why not? Like, I'm not against trying anything new like that. But it's more so the case of, like, I would have never thought of it. But someone clearly did, and it's clearly worked for them, and they fucking put it in some jars, made a billion dollars off it. 
Tell you what, I've got a whole bunch of stuff written down and I've just about talked about it all and we're only at the 20-minute mark. God damn. What else have I got written? Oh, yeah, writing more music. I've started to write a little bit more music the past couple of weeks, mainly lyrics, just trying to get better at flexing the old, like, not poetry muscle, but literary muscle. I'd be perfect. Like, I really was in a good spot a few years ago when I was writing lyrics frequently when I could actually come up with stuff that I was quite happy with. And if I look back at it now, I probably wouldn't be so happy with it, but that's just because your taste changes over the years. But I could sit down and write... I could maybe write a song over a week or whatever. I'd kind of get into a headspace and just really... just kind of dive in on it. Whereas... And I just haven't done that for so long now that it's just kind of hard to get back into it, you know? It's like if you exercise a lot and then you take half a year off and you try to get back into it you're very sluggish and it's just very tough to get back into everything speaking of exercise oh that leads to my next point actually i've officially started incorporating kettlebells into my workout routines um there's a guy on instagram i follow his name's primal swolger and he posts these kind of kettlebell he calls them kettlebell flow routines so it's a series of exercises you do one after the other for and they kind of flow into each other hence kettlebell flow and sometimes they'll be for time sometimes they'll just be for certain reps or whatever this one I I've been doing that I've been really liking is you just get one kettlebell you only need like a 12 kilo kettlebell to do this and after 6 minutes you will be wrecked I did it tonight and I oh Nelly I needed a few minutes afterwards to recover um, like you, you, and you alternate each side and you do, yeah, each side. So you do two rows, then you pick it up and you squat t- twice and you do two presses then you swap to like two shoulder presses. Then you swap to the other side and do the same. And you do that for 40 seconds. Um, you do 40 seconds on 20 seconds off and resting. And like the first two rounds of it, you're like, all right, that 20 seconds is a long time. That's good. I can get my breath back like kind of recover a bit and then the third time you're like dying you're like how is 20 seconds such a quick amount of time it felt like an eternity before yeah um i'm honestly just reading i'm just gonna go through my dot points just because I'm, I'm a bit foggy at the moment so i'm gonna jump around a little bit from topic to topic i think but one thing i did miss with not doing a podcast last week was uh, I missed talking about the official start of the AFL season, which, you know, I'm actually not a huge <laughs> AFL fan myself. But we've got a fantasy league at work, so I guess it'll make me pay attention to the games a bit more. But if that's your bag, that's your bag, man. But I love the A-League. That's my one true love in sport and watching people fight each other. <laughs> um, but, you know... That's a thing that's happening. And, uh, oh, one thing that did happen this week, well, last week, that got announced that I'm actually really excited for that is two, about three weeks away from now, is a new Burn the Priest record is coming out. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Burn the Priest is what Lamb of God used to be called 
back in the 90s. But then they changed their name to Lamb of God after they had some kind of label issues or they couldn't get shows with that name or something. So they have one album under the name Burn the Priest and all their other albums are under the Lamb of God name. Even though it's the same members. So they're doing an album as Burn the Priest and the reason they're doing this as Burn the Priest is because they're doing a covers album. Which I like the fact they're doing that because that way it keeps it a bit more separate from the actual entity of Lamb of God. I think that's a good way to do it. And they're doing songs that influence them to be in a heavy band and like play heavy music, which is really cool. So you've got like, they're playing like Cro-Mags and Bad Brains and stuff like that on these, on this new album. And um, there's a single out at the moment called Inherit the Earth, who I can't remember is the original artist for that, but that's a really good single. That's all that's currently out at the moment, but I'm really excited for it. It's always interesting to see I shouldn't say see, to hear who your favorite people to listen to, what their influences are. Just because when, because then when you go back and you get into what they were into, then you go back and listen to your favorite music. You're like, oh, I can see where they picked that up from. And you can hear the influence and then you can hear the unique spin that they actually do have to their own sound. It's really, really cool. All right, tell you what, I'm starting to, I'm actually running a bit lower on uh, content than I thought I would be. Here I was thinking that, you know, um, uh, here I was thinking that having a week off would actually make me have more content and then just making me stop and pause and creating like an extra 10 minutes, I'm sure, of silence. So I'm going to get into my album of the week this week. So I actually listened to this all tonight, so it's fresh in my head. My album of the week this week is called Made an America by a new band called The Fever 333. So if anyone that doesn't know who The Fever 333 is, it's Jason Butler from Let Lives, new band. It's himself, a guitarist who I believe was in the chariot, or the drummer was in the chariot, but it's a three-piece. It's just singer, guitarist, drummer, and it's just like... So they don't need a bass player because they're being all kinds of punk and shit, I suppose. But I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of old school, but at the same time, there's just like this different vibe to it. It's, oh man, I don't really know how to describe it, but there's a very old school kind of punk attitude to it. And there's like, just listening to Jason Butler's lyrics and like, he's a very unique vocalist as well. Um, hearing anything that he does is really interesting and like super, you know, I just love everything that I've heard him do because as a lyricist, I would argue that he has some of the best lyrics out there. Like, his stuff in Let Live is fantastic. It's, like, genuine, like, poetry. You could read those lyrics just on their own to someone, and they'll be like, that's really good, just as, you know, something you've written down, rather than you don't have to hear it in the song to kind of get 
the context or like kind of get the impact of what the words actually mean. He's a very unique vocalist and he's got a lot of good stuff to say, a lot of intense stuff to say, and it's really cool. He's a very inspiring vocalist. He's probably one of the most vile, uh, not vile, violent, um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for that starts with a V? I don't know. He's definitely one of the most intense vocalists I've ever seen live, though. Like, I remember when Let Live played the Unify Festival last year. Uh, rest in peace, Let Live. I still miss them. Um, because we're fucking Australians, I feel like this is only something that would happen in Australia. During Let Live's set, they, um, part of the crowd picked up one of the wheelie bins that had all the empty cans in it, emptied it out, and just started crowd surfing an empty wheelie bin. And halfway through one of their songs, Jason points at it and says, get someone in that fucking trash can. And about 30 seconds later, he was in it, still singing along to the song. I was like, this man is a fucking madman, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, check out Made in America by The Fever 333. Now, I did know why that... I like I don't remember the exact specifics of why the three 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 exists, but like I don't know the exact specs, but I believe they're called the Fever three 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 because it's three hundred and thirty three rotations for a standard vinyl. Um, I think it's a sta- it's a certain type of vinyl, but I think it's the standard type of vinyl. It's three hundred and thirty three rotations for it to reach the end. Which is a really cool little piece of trivia if what I said is spot on. It is something along those lines though. Just for the life of me, I cannot remember it specifically. And I just cannot be bothered looking it up, to be honest. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So what am I up to this weekend? Well, this weekend I have four days off. So Friday, I'm going to go watch Adelaide United play Wellington Phoenix. Last home game of the regular season, so that'll be good. Hopefully the boys can get themselves a win. Be really nice doing that. And then the rest of the weekend, i got to find some shit to do. So hopefully I can find something to do, and hopefully I can see some friends and just, you know, have a great time. There's people I would like to see this weekend, so hopefully they're free. If not, I'm going to play a lot of games. <laughs> or I should actually probably catch up on some reading. That's what I think I would do this weekend if... um if I don't get a big chance to meet up with some people. So, I will leave it at that. Everyone, please have a safe Easter, I guess. Don't drive like a fuckwit. You know, try not to kill anyone on the roads, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah, just mini rant. I've got people, like, there's just this one guy on my Snapchat that just really had me thinking about that kind of shit this weekend. Because he seems to enjoy the fact that he loses his license on a frequent basis, drives drunk and all that. So I'm like, fuck, man, you need to be taken off the road. Don't And don't Snapchat and drive. Fuck. Number one. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that before I go on a rant. So, yeah, everyone enjoy. Hopefully, a lot of you have all four days off as well. If not, I apologize for rubbing it in your face. All right, I'll talk to you next week, guys. Have a great week.